between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Give you all the praise. Give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Give you all the honor. Give you all the adoration. Father, we bless your name. Father, we bless your name. Father, we give you the praise. We thank you for the breath of your life. We thank you for the breath. Which you have given for life. We thank you for all that you do for us. But I will thank you for your spirit. We thank you for the blessing, even of your angel. We thank you for the word which you have sent. We thank you, Father, for all that you do. Say, be thou exalted in Jesus' name, our Heavenly Father. We come before you this evening we come before you we come we gather we gather here even to learn at your feet we ask father that you bless us with your spirit once more in the name of Jesus father we pray for light to pray for understanding we ask father that you will cause your light to shine you cause us to understand father by your mercy you will grant us entrance even into your kingdom, into your life, into the reign of your life. Father, we, we ask tonight that you baptize every heart with your spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for more and more and more and more and more of your spirit. You want to be made evident even in our heart, even in our minds. Father, in our walk with you in our journey with you. We ask, Father, that you will elevate our mind. You will grant us access. Father, that you will tear you, you will break open the veil. Every veil, every limitation in the spirit. We ask, Father, that you will cause your light to shine. You cause your spirit to be given in abundance in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask, Lord, that by your mercy tonight, let there be your blessing evident in every heart. Father, we, we know not what we should say. We ask, Father, that by your mercy you grant help tonight for your word in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for help tonight. I ask for your help. Father, I submit under you. I submit totally under your spirit that you will speak your word tonight and you will make my tongue, even the tongue of a ready writer, that you will write your laws in our heart and in our minds tonight. Father, that the reality of your, of your word will be made real to our souls in the name of Jesus. Father, give spirit, abundant spirit for life tonight. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for all that you do. 
We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. I welcome everyone here tonight. Just say hello to your neighbor. Hello, hello, neighbors. So, so, somebody was about to call me a name. <laughs> hello. Hi, good to see you. Hello. Are you saying? Are you saying hello? That's a very interesting cry. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Very interesting cry. Amen. We all welcome here tonight. Uh, good to see your faces. I was I was shocked when I saw Joanne. How did you how did you how did you get here? <laughs> Amen. Um, you live very far, be you far? Interesting. Amen. And it's good to. To see somebody that, um, if 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 you say if you call the name, call the name, <laughs> they they will dodge the face like no, don't call me that name. But it's okay, it's all right. Uh, um, probably we'll, we'll reserve the name for later. <laughs> Amen. Um, good to see your faces. Uh, welcome here tonight. Um, our time is a little bit far spent, so I hope to, uh, maybe today is just going to be a, a gisting night. Amen. Amen. But I'm glad uh, to to see each and every one of us here. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Uh, it was a very, very interesting one tonight. Can we please open our Bible to the book of Ecclesiastes? And I'm hoping that this is the last time, <laughs> maybe not last time, I mean, I mean, I'm hoping and trusting God that uh, tonight we'll move forward from this Bible verse. Amen. How many of us are ready to move, move on from this Bible verse tonight? <laughs> eh? no, nobody wants to move away from this Bible verse. Eh? Ah. So if, if we stay here uh, for the whole month, we're okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. I think that's the last chapter. Ah, damn. Ah. Amen. Ecclesiastes. If you are using your Bible, they call it Oniwasu. <laughs> See the preacher. We Oniwasu. It's the book of the preacher. Because the preacher was preaching throughout. And then at the end, he gave us the, the conclusion of the whole preaching. Amen. So, I'm not going to read... Um, 
from but maybe I read from the beginning, but where I'm going really is verse thirteen. Um, I think on Saturday I started from verse six, and I thought perhaps on uh, I w- I would touch verse thirteen and move forward, but I couldn't. Because we're just gisting. But uh, I'll just read. So it says, remember, from verse 1, it says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. It said, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain, in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease, because they are few, and those that look out of the windows be darkened, and the doors shall be shut in the street, when the sound of the grinding is low, and he shall rise up at the voice of the birds, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. Also when they shall be afraid of what, of that which is high, sorry, and fear shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and the desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the street. Or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Vanity upon vanity of vanities. Say at the preacher, all is vanity. Say this vanity of vanities. I think I said vanity upon. I think where I'm coming from is because if you read if you read <laughs> if you read the rest of the chapters you see a lot of vanities of vanity vanity of vanities i mean the preacher did not stop speaking about vanities uh, said vanity of vanities said the preacher all is vanity and moreover because the preacher was wise he still taught the people knowledge yea he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. The words of the wise are as gods, and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And further, by these, my son, be admonished of making many books, there is no end. And much study is weariness of the flesh. Say, and further by this, my son, be admonished of making many books. There is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. And keep his commandment. For this is the whole duty of man. So for God shall bring every work into judgment. With every secret thing. Whether it be good 
or whether it be evil. Amen. Amen. So I read verse 13 and 14. So let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Amen. 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 Ah, Father, we thank you. <laughs> um, that sound was interfering with my, with my thought. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of us are ready tonight? Just for some gist, just some gist to So we are not going to, I guess, I guess I'm not going to pray, I guess I'm just going to gist. Amen. Um, so, the, the, like I said, the main verse I was going to is verse 13. So let us say the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment, for this is the whole duty of man. Um, how we actually got here was... No, we're, we're talking about what it means to be spiritual, right? Um, <clears throat> why it's important to be spiritual and what it means to be really, really spiritual, right? It's not necessarily what we consider spiritual. Amen. Amen. And then we began to talk about, uh, I think God just wanted to baptize us in, uh, with regards to desire for the things of God. Right, and then we went back to verse one when it says, Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Right? So, what evil days come not? Uh, because there's, there's a season for to remember thy creator. Uh, at some point, it might be too late to remember the creator because you, you won't be able to, <laughs> it'll be too late to remember. Um, and that remembrance is not just, you know, not, it's not just like. Oh, God, I remember you today, right? Like I said, that remember that creator simply yeah. means fall in love yeah. with that creator, right? Uh, the time you no longer have to remember your creator means time has passed to fall in love, man. Or, or, or we can put it this way. Time has, the time we should have fallen in love mm-hmm. to actually get that the creator has passed. Um... And then, and then we'll see why it will pass, right? Because at the very end, it says, For God shall bring every work into judgment. Mm. By the time God is bringing things into judgment, they are, they are putting an end to, um, to an age. Let me put that way. You know, there's a season where things are easily open, you know. God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. And then, the time that God is pointing at his spirit is the time people should fall in love, right? Now, because God is giving a lot of resources out there, um, and and there's a reason why he's giving all those resources, because it is important, right? Um, It's God actually makes, it's God that can make a man to fall in love with him, in the sense, of, of course, the man also has to have a desire, right, to fall in love with God. 
because he says, uh, draw me and I'll come running after you. I mean, that's, um, that's Songs of Solomon, which is actually next after Ecclesiastes, right? And Song of Solomon, when you read it well, there's a whole lot of things going on there. But the major, the major focus of the Songs of Solomon, if you read it from the beginning to the end, what it majors on is love, right? It's talking about love. It's talking about a love relationship between two people. And in some, it's really between God and man, really, if you look at it, right? Um, so, it's so funny that the last chapter of Ecclesiastes, I mean, it talks about falling in love. Or remember that creator. And then he went to, they, they, now, they, now, they now put Song of Solomon there. And then everything about Songs of Solomon is... A love is a love is like a love letter. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's a love letter for for people to see uh, the love relationship between God and man, right? What God intended. Amen. Amen. Um, the reason why God is giving His resources um, out in in this season, and you know, as He has been doing over seasons is to ensure one thing, and that is growth. Mm. Amen. Um, Growth is very, 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 very essential when it comes to uh, the things of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure if there's... Well, well, let me not say... Say that because I was going to say if you, if you really see anybody that is chasing after God, um, you know, there's a sense that they want to grow, but you know I also noticed that mm-hmm. somebody can be chasing after God but not growth oriented, mm-hmm. right? Um, somebody can be chasing after God for th- other things. They can be mm-hmm. chasing God for anointing. They mm-hmm. can be chasing God for mm-hmm. you know bread and butter situation, mm-hmm. right? There's bread and butter situation. There is, uh, I want, I want, I want to show power situation. That's you know, chasing anointing. But what God really, really designed salvation for is to bring man into a love relationship. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Is to is to bring man into a a love relationship, um, whereby it is easy for man to fall in love with um, his creator. Amen. And after he has advised, earlier in verse 1, then in verse 13, he says, let us see the conclusion of the whole matter. To fear God and keep his commandment. And and he says, for this is the whole duty of man. But imagine verse 13, right? But imagine But imagine, imagine uh, this. Just look at this verse and say, "This is the old duty of man: fear God and keep His commandment." When we are, when, when we read when we read this, it seems so so simple, right? Or perhaps, if not if not simple, it seems is it not just to fear God and keep His commandment? How how hard can it be? Abby, fear God and keep his commandment. 
For this is the whole duty of man. So, which means what, what man is configured for is to be able to respond to God uh, and that responding to God is a is a is a is out of is a sign of life. If you, if you look at it, being able to respond to God is a sign of life. And the reason why many people can't respond to God is because men are dead. We are, we are dead in all kinds of ways. We are dead in all kinds of ways. And the and how we actually end up dead, right? Is because of what is said in verse eight, which is vanity of vanities. Mm-hmm. Said, see the picture. All is vanity. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Say all is vanity. Mm-hmm. When you say all is vanity, it's you know. By the time we say vanity, it's easy to quickly think about you know. Um, what are those all those uh, excess excess things? Oh, maybe somebody like love car. Maybe somebody love you no know, houses. You no know, quickly. Oh, ah, that guy like vanity, mm. right? But vanity is not necessarily that, right? Vanity is let me put it. Anything can be vanity. Because he said, he said, yeah, all is vanity. You know, some, somehow when we think about the Bible, we think the earth is bad, right? You see, this one is earthly. The earth itself is not what is bad. It is what it is what Satan puts in there for men to follow. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. It is what what Satan put in there for men to. F- or for men to fall in love with. You know, anything can be vanity. You know, a, a, a piece of clothes can be vanity. Abby, what else? Also simple. A cord of wire. <laughs> a cord of wire can be vanity. Right? Um, what else? <laughs> for ladies. A ring. Just one tiny earring. Just one tiny earring can be vanity. But the earring itself is not what the earring itself is not bad. Mm-hmm. But the earring can be vanity. Right? Because what makes what makes vanity is a is a kind of love. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. What makes vanity is what? It's a kind of love. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Why are we all laughing? Hmm? Because I, I... <laughs> Amen. Amen. Anything that a man falls in love with that is not God is vanity. Anything that you... you, you that a soul can fall in love with that has no that has no that that, that a soul can fall in love with 
that has a hold on the soul or that gives pleasure to the soul in a way that is not actually pleasure towards God is vanity. Amen. And the, the thing about this thing is that we don't know what is called vanity. And that's the, that's the sad that's the sad part of it. Because every single thing that you think is vanity, the reason, the reason why you're thinking is vanity is because Satan has, has told you, see this thing, consider it vanity. See that one, consider it vanity. Our value, our value system itself that we think is intact, right? That we're able to judge what is vanity and what is not in itself is the problem. So, so for the longest for the longest time we have been fighting. What are we fighting? We've been fighting a battle that we that we think we are winning. Although we are winning small, small, but Satan is too wise, right? The reason the reason why it's been like that for the longest time is because we've not been able to grow to actually identify what is vanity and what is not which is a, which is the reason why god wants to grow us up amen, amen. how many of us think growth is important spiritually it's important okay why why is, why is it important I, i'm picking your thoughts now why is it important? Who wants to help me? Why is it important? A lot of people raised up their hand. Though. <laughs> a lot of people raised up their hand. Now, just, just we are just saying, <laughs> thank you. We are just, we are just saying. So, I think spiritual growth is important because, just like Jennifer said, right, the way creation is, you cannot, if you are stagnant, right, you're going to kind of decrease mm. in state. So, if you decide, that you don't want to grow spiritually you don't have to do anything for you to just find yourself in a state where you actually de- degenerated so therefore the things that you used to, that you see a man a man that is not going spiritually mm-hmm. becomes less of a man basically mm-hmm. so a man that is not going becomes less of a man so when you see that man he might look like a human being have all the pictures <laughs> of a human being but when you really look at him, him. 
knowledge of what God defines a man, you realize that this person is actually less than a man. Yeah. He's not like an animal. Even sometimes you can even get to the point where you'll be less than a plant. So it just becomes like a thing that is just, you know, useless. Yeah. So the thing becomes useless. So that's why it's like spiritual and just like um, children too, right? A child has to go. Yeah. If a child is not growing, imagine <laughs> if a child is at two years old, it's still a baby. Like it's not. It's something that does not even make sense. Like the child is dying in a way. Yeah. The child is not living. So I feel like the way God created man, mm-hmm. God created man to grow. So mm-hmm. to growing spiritually is what you're supposed to, to be. Do. To mm-hmm. do. If not. You're, you're not you're not going to be who God what God has created you to be. That's why I feel like it's very important and you cannot if and if you don't do it, you're just it's like you you find your death death water. Yeah, like you just find your death to be Amen. Amen. Uh, who who has raised up your hand? You, you indeed have a lot of teeth to see. <laughs> Amen. about foundation uh, foundation is like a start of a project and it's it also talks about how it, 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 it is how the a foundation of every project should be solid mm-hmm. so if the foundation of the project faulty nothing yeah. can come upon it so whatever is put upon it becomes a it it becomes a weight or a load so like relating that to like what she was saying in terms of like children like if a yeah. child doesn't grow they become a dwarf and if you notice some attributes of a dwarf they 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 are actually there's actually somewhere it talks about being a dwarf in the spirit right. so a dwarf is uh uh adults who did not add height so which means they didn't grow so you can you find out that when the attributes of um, the attributes of um, adulthood come upon them, they become thick. Instead of tall, they, <laughs> tall. Become thick. they grow. They, so it means it's like as if their body is not able to contain. A lot of dwarves actually have bow legs, they have a mm. thick stature because there's a weight upon them that they don't have the features to carry. So if we don't grow, like the weight we are about, we, we, what Jenny was saying, she said the reason why God created first Adam and last Adam, it was like kind of show a growth pattern. Because if we don't grow, the when we, you know they call it the weight of glory. They call the they call God is all it's almighty. So imagine you can carry almighty. Without having beauty, enough capacity to carry Almighty. So it is important for every believer to grow because the thing that I said before was the eternal life wanted heavy. God that wants to come and stay in man, God wants to rest in man, is too heavy. <laughs> that 
if we don't grow spiritually, the weight will destroy our form. So, growth is very important. Awesome. Amen. Uh, so, you see, the, the conversation is getting interesting. So, Joy, what do you think? Raise up your hand down. It's okay. Don't be shy, yo. Amen. Amen. Uh, I like, I like, I like the the explanations. I would, have, I would have caught someone too, but they have a a duty. <laughs> Amen. So growth is very important, right? And one of one of one of the key things I'm bringing out of you know some of things said is the need to measure up, right? And also. Um, the need for to come into glory, right? Mm-hmm. And no, most most souls don't desire glory, mm-hmm. but they like glory. Mm-hmm. Most souls don't desire God kind of glory. I mean, God kind of glory is is too stressful sometimes, mm-hmm. right? I'll just I'll just you know don't worry. I mean, it's not just to make heaven. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Right, mm. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want much than that. Let's just get there. Mm. Um, but the thing about glory is, whether you like it or not, mm. you are looking for it one way or the other. Mm. The question now becomes, which one are you looking for? If you are not if you are not looking for the glory if you're not looking for to come into God's glory honestly you are look, you are, whether you like it or not you are looking at another one and the reason is and Satan knows that he knows that what 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 men are designed for is glory what a soul is designed for it's actually to carry glory. When man was created, it wasn't it was when man was created, he had a glory. The glory that man had when he was created is 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 proportionate for him to be able to govern the earth. Right now, you see in in Isaiah six, when they when the angels are worshiping God, they said, uh, "Holy, holy is the Lord." Right, said the whole earth is full of your glory. You know the the earth is full of God's glory, right? But there's also a man that is to have dominion over the earth. Right, and that man, for him to be able to have dominion over the earth, he needed a kind of glory enough 
to be able to sustain balance. Right? It can sustain balance on earth because it had a glory. And when you hear glory, is weight. Right? When you hear glory, glory means weight. Amen. Now, when, when, you, when you see some men in the natural, they are weighty. When, they see, when you see them, you know, this, this one is waiting now. The reason why, I mean, how many of us have felt that feeling? Maybe you just see someone, but the way the person is just talking, the mannerism, the way the person flows, the way the, pe- the now, you know, sometimes maybe you, you think perhaps, you know, it's gra gra, you know, like, ah, that guy, that guy heavy. Not necessarily that, too. Some are calm, cool, collected, you know. It's not always, you know, it's not always, I mean, can be weighty and outspoken, can be weighty and, but when you are interacting with the person, you'll be like, ah, there's a, I don't know that, what that thing is called, there's a feel, there's, there's, there's a, some, in the words, they call it energy. You know, those people, those people that, that sit down and do hand like this. Um, they sit down and then they do, they do their hand like that, right? And they say, and they say it's energy. Or the Chinese man will call it chi. Tell you chi. And I say, say that, that, no, that, that guy has a, has, has a good chi, has a high chi. Uh, are we, we seeing this movie? What's that? Yeah? Uh-huh. Good aura. Ah, that man's aura, man. And sometimes, so when you finish talking with the person, you'll be like, wow. I, I, have, you, have you had a conversation with someone? Finish, and you, and you felt like chasing something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After you just, you just, maybe you just finished talking, and you are like, ah, why is my life like this? <laughs> what am I doing in my life? I think, I think, I think. <laughs> I think I think I need to I need, I need to add I need to add an extra yeah. to my life. Mm-hmm. So the people that are doing Yahoo, when they do Yahoo finish, eh, they realize that Yahoo is no longer working. They add Yahoo plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything is plus. You know, they just have conversation finish and then you know this I'm like just and by the time you are feeling like what are you doing with your life, you are seeing that person talking like wow, mm-hmm. I don't go. Hey, what am I going to do with my life? What that person just did is just communicated, just communicated a glory to you. And what is what what that what that person is trying to do? Or let, it may not be like trying, trying intentionally. It's just their way of life, and that way of life has spoken something to you. I just preached, and when you preach, finish, and then perhaps as you are as you are going and thinking about the person has gone and you are thinking. Am I, what am I going to do with my life? Okay. Then all kinds of ideas. Okay, I need to I need to do more here. I need to do more there. I need to do, ah, ah. Uh, race that was not there before you begin to run. <laughs> now that is that is glory transfer. Mm. Or when I say transfer is is the the reason of let me put it, to explain is the reason for glory. Is to give you something to go after. So when glory is revealed, souls can resist going after such things. 
they can't resist it because what the soul is designed for is to come into glory. That's it. There's no this chapter we just finished. Uh, we just read. Say this. Let us say the conclusion of the whole matter. Right? Fear God and keep His commandment, for this is the old duty of man. What you know? Say it's duty. After you do work, finish. There's a reward for it. Right? Now, what this duty ought to end in is glory. And we are not easily because because of how God's glory look, right? Because of the way when I say look, I mean we don't when 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 God is when when you see God's glory, you don't even don't even think too much about it because it doesn't seem tangible. But it is the is the realest thing you can ever think of. The, the only true, the only true, everything you are seeing is not true. The only thing true is God. Now, because it's so true, and we are so far away, we can't see His things. But it wasn't always like that. The, the, the glory that man had right from the beginning was enough to see some form of God's glory or interact with it one way or the other. Right? Because you see in, the, in, the, in, the, in Genesis, you see the voice of God would come into the garden and they begin to converse with Adam. Right? Like he said, I heard your voice walking in the garden. Now there's a, re- there's a reason for that conversation taking place. God was not bored and he had nobody to talk to. Then he just decided to fall down to the garden and start gisting with, with Adam. Adam, after now, I'm so bored. Everything's so boring. Everything's so boring, man. I mean, do you imagine all those angels, what they are doing? You just bow down 247, nothing else. I mean, I'm tired. I'm just, I'm just tired of seeing angels bow down. And elders, you know, the 24 elders, those ones. I mean, they're always before me every single time. I'm so so boring, man. What can we do? Should we go and, should we go and do tente? <laughs> eh? You know, God was not bored. God, God had an intention, right? And God's intention was to finally find a dwelling place. Now God's intention, he says, let us make man say let us make man in our own image and likeness. Right? Now, and this is where there's a whole lot of controversy, you know, because I'm about to say something now that you wonder, what do you mean? Because you know, when you say he created us in our, in his image, to some degree, yes, it is true. Right? I am the image, I'm in the likeness of God. Okay, it's all right. However, when you talk about God's image, this thing that they say he created man in his own image is actually a futuristic statement. It's not something that is evidently true for him in his state at that time. And there's a reason for that. Um, Because the only thing 
that can take glory is image. Amen. Amen. The only thing that can take glory is image. Without image, forget glory. And if you want, okay, you are wondering where that is coming from. Let's go to to the book of Second Corinthians, chapter three. Can somebody please help me read from verse? Amen. Let me read from verse, say, 18. It says, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. Are changed into the same image. As we behold the glory of the Lord, it says, as we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. So there's a, there's a technology here that Paul is trying to show us. He says, the way you become image is that you behold a glory. Now, the glory that you are beholding is the glory of the Lord. When you behold it enough, you can then be what? Be changed into the same image. You, are, you need to behold it to change into the same image. Now, because it's a progressive work, it, it's, it's a work of growth, you are changed from glory to glory. Amen. We are changed from what? From glory to glory. Glory to glory. And, you know, you say, Beori has the glory of the Lord. That glory of the Lord that they are talking about here is not the glory that is visible for everybody. And that's the sincere truth. Now, this glory is a glory that is reserved for lovers. Now, if you don't... if at, as, as we've, been, we've been talking earlier about desiring the things of God, if you don't fall in love eh, with your creator, you've not, you've not shown sign. Say, God, I really want to see that. I want to know you. Heaven loves it when they see that. I mean, all heaven is doing from time to time is trying to get souls to fall in love. 
fall in love with this thing now. The reason, the reason why you get born again, uh, sorry, the reason why forgetting the Holy Ghost when you get born again is to get you into a place where you fall in love a lot with the things of the Spirit. The reason for Holy Ghost is love. Have you ever liked, maybe you're about to go somewhere and you say, don't, don't take that, that route. Or, don't, or don't, don't wear that cloth. Or don't, don't, you see a very sunny day and the Holy Ghost says, please take your umbrella. And then, ah, or a thought just occurred to you. In my rain, oh, let me take my umbrella. No, you know, it's very easy to think that in my rain is yourself. Because you know there's weather, you know, of course, weather can change. Or, of course, you know that anything can happen, right? Um, as a precaution, let me just take my umbrella. So that thought of, let me just take my umbrella, as simple as that is, could just be Holy Ghost that just whispered it to you. It could rain, take your umbrella. Or sometimes it could just be Holy Ghost, uh, maybe God used an angel to just whisper. You know, we all have, you know, we all have an angel. Just say, Holy uh, Ghost, just tell your angel. Uh, although Holy Ghost is with you, but you know, Holy Ghost is very interesting. You can decide to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Just tell your angel. Um, angel Joy. Maybe, maybe your angel bless your name. <laughs> can, you, can you just tell, tell, tell Joy to, to please mm-hmm. pick her umbrella as she's going? And then the angel will just whisper, It might rain. Take your umbrella. I think on Saturday we were talking about thought. You are, see this, this thought realm is, is an open world of spirit. And here's the funny thing. You can't stop them from trying to toast you. It's a free game. See this, my, the reason why it is, it's a free game is because the part of man that is alive to the spirit, without physically seeing into the spirit, is your soul. Does that make sense? Man is spirit, soul, and body. When you say man is a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body, the purpose of the body is for expression. And everything that the body is expressing is every single thing that the soul has access to. If the soul knows, knows things, the soul can't carry it out without the body. If the soul is thinking, I really want to eat rice and stew with fried fish. What else? Fried fish, and some people like wings, with wings. Eh? And fried plantain. Now, where, where that desire is coming from is the soul. That information is coming from the soul. Imagine there's no body. Eh? No eye, no finger, no, no mouth. Imagine no nose. Oh, wow. I mean, that. thank you, Jesus. Imagine what our life would be. Me, that I can't smell. Sometimes I know, I know the... Well... I don't know, but I know. In the sense that because what I can't smell, I don't even know what it feels like. <laughs> but, but, be, but because before, my nose used to be very, you know, okay. I can smell, I can pick. 
I probably is that information I'm using to eat now, right? Because now I can hardly smell. But only when the smell is very, very strong, then I can perceive it. Right? So imagine it's my old sense I'm using. Because all those smells is registered in the soul. So sometimes when I even seen it, I can imagine the smell without knowing. How many of you have smell, smelt? You know, you've been, you, you need to see the food, but you are, you are perceiving the smell. And nobody, nobody is cooking it around you. Uh-huh. Especially those people that are pregnant, they will know what it means. Every, all the pregnant people that crave. Hmm? They, ca- they, they are craving. is a smell. Ha! Ah, I feel like eating fried fish. They are smelling the fried fish already. You, you are not seeing fried fish around you, but they are smelling it. They can even tell you what the smell looks like. If they can break down the smell for you, they break. They will break it down. That see this aspect of the smell is like this. This one is like this. That one is like. They will break down and they will tell you this is what I want to eat. Right. All that information is really in the soul. Right. So imagine all they can do is just imagine all those things, and they can't go to actually cook it. Just that's that's what man would look like without a body. So you just, just be, you just be imagining things, just be thinking, you just be, you be the, the the soul is a is a creator, it creates, but no expression. So that's what man would look like if it's just spirit with a soul and no body. We just be roaming like that, no expression. So what that means is there's no expression. So what the body is for is to express what is inside the soul. So whatever you are doing is an information from your inner man. So you know, you know many people think man is man now. You know, there's no spirit soul body. Man is man. Okay, when I think about you know going somewhere, it's just me thinking. Mm-mm. There's three, there's you are three. For something to happen. Information will pass through the three. Although information can get lost too. But information shall pass through the three. Why? Because you're a spirit. As a soul, your, your soul is what takes information from the inner man and then pass it to the outward man. Amen. So, the soul is the part of a man that is alive to the spirit and also to the natural. So the soul can carry information from the spirit and then tell the body, this is it. Uh, but the, the, the flow of information is not always smooth. And that's because of what Satan did to man. In the beginning, the flow of information was seamless. When, information, when man receives information like this, the soul does not need to argue. Right? The soul does not argue. The soul knows that this information, I'm going to pass it straight to the body because there's only one knowledge in the soul. Does that make sense? The soul had no other knowledge, no other information, no other 
uh, interference. Nothing is interfering with the knowledge that is inside the soul. Now, when God made man and gave him breath, and man became what? A living soul. So, living soul means live. 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 Does that make sense? Living soul means your job is to live. And how you live is you tell your body what to do. So everything that comes to you is filtered in your soul. And as it, what filters that information in your soul is knowledge. There's a knowledge embedded in the soul. Now, right from the beginning, the only knowledge, like I said, is the knowledge of God. So when God created man, God, when he's gisting, is not coming down to do tente, right? He's not doing... What he's doing is to pass on information into the soul about a life that the soul needs to bring expression for. Now, the reason for teaching the soul knowledge is to upgrade that soul. Right? Like I, that's what I was saying earlier. When God made man, the image that he had is not really, 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 really the image of God. You know, sometimes when God speaks, he speaks in a future tense. But you say now. I mean, when you read in the scripture, say now I will the, the sons of, of course, many unbelievers now are not sons of God. Are they? No. You hear things like, now, 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 okay. And I will, or you and your sons are not, you know, you, you hear statements that almost seem as if it is now. But it's not necessarily now. It is actually a future thing. Right? Now, so that image is something that man, say that, say, let us make man in our own image. Doesn't mean they've already made man in his image. Does that make sense? Because yeah. it says, let us make. It's a process. And that is the reason for growth. Growth is process. Now, let us make man in our image. Is a process. Now, what kickstarted that process is the creation of man. Now, man is supposed to be created, then learn knowledge, and then come into the image of God. Does that make sense? Mm. Then when it comes into the image of God, then it can now carry the glory of God. Mm. Or do you think God's glory is something that they can just give to anything? If that's the case, they won't have chased them out of the garden the moment they ate the fruit. Mm. Don't worry, maybe you just fruit you ate, no problem. Yeah, yeah, just take glory. Let's end the matter. No. But because there is, there's actually something about the, the glory of God, they can't just give it to him. Uh, you know what? Even the way you are, I can't just give it to you now. If I give it to you, I will create a beast forever. Say a, a beast forever. Imagine just creating a beast that you can't turn. 
But you know there's a beast that like that already. That's Satan. Satan is already a beast. So God doesn't want to create another one. But Satan's intent is actually to get man to be a beast. And that's what I was saying also when you know Dino was talking about um, if imagine a, what man is, right? And it's not growing. If a man is not growing, what that man will end up to become is a beast. Now, there's a reason for that. It's because of the degenerative nature of the life that Satan has planted into the soul. The life that Satan planted into the soul of, into the soul of men is... By default, destructive. That is the reason for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe should not perish. And I like the word should not. Should not. Not will not. It is should not perish. Because should speaks about okay, oh, there's a tendency for you to perish, you, but we've made provision for you not to perish. And the, the, the greatest lie, or maybe not the greatest, but one of, one of, one of the greatest lies that Satan lies to many is that it's okay to be born again. And that's it. Don't, don't look for anything else. Just be born again. You know what, for the longest time, that should not perish, don't occur that it says should not perish. So when, when we get born again, we felt that, ah, that was it, oh, now I'm a Christian because I believe in God, I'm a Christian, I mean, I just have to do good, and that's it. When we're not growing, and all we know is just do good, and, and, and do you know the funniest, funniest thing is, somewhere, I mean, in my mind, that time, when I think about it, I have no clue of how to journey to God. So, all my relationship interaction with God is always one white, one man with white beard on the throne that is far, that I can't approach, and is like the punisher. If I do good, you would, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll collect and shake. If I do bad, I'll go to hell. So if I do good, but if I do bad, I go to <laughs> oh, Wow, that's so good. I know that's so eh? What about you if you don't do good? If you do good, kingdom, if you don't do good, what happens? No more kingdom. <laughs> I can't imagine I forgot this song. This, 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 uh, this uh, we used to sing it. I'm pretty sure we used to sing it uh, maybe when we were marching on okay. assembly. I was, was sing it to class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you do good, kinder, kinder, oh, kinder, for you. If you do bad, no more kinder, oh, no more kinder. 
No, Akira waiting for you. <laughs> That's the song. But who's going to teach you how to do good and how to do bad? Because then, my, our, really our definition of good and bad is defined by the knowledge of good and bad. In short, it's defi- that knowledge, and that knowledge is not good. The definition of what what good is something that is foreign to the soul. But it was not supposed to be so. In the beginning, it's not foreign to the soul. The soul know what the soul learned was learning was good life. But the moment he ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that corrupted his knowledge. The moment that knowledge is corrupted, what 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 Adam did is to give access to a wisdom that can rewrite men's nature or that can teach men how to live. So, what you really see on earth is the result of spirit teaching men how to live. The fact that you are not seeing an evil spirit or you are not seeing... You're not seeing uh, witches and wizards does not mean you are not under the influence of a spirit. Mm-hmm. Every day and night, you are constantly under the influence of a spirit. Like that was what I was saying earlier. When I say earlier that the soul is open to the realm of the spirit, is is a normal is a you you can't stop you can't stop it, you can't stop a soul from interacting with the spiritual realm. Because it functions both in the spirit, right? And then in the natural, through the body. So the soul is more, is more alive than you think, right? It's, it's, it's with your soul you perceive things. Even an unbeliever can perceive things in the spirit. I just have a bad feeling about that. I don't think I should go there. I just have a bad feeling. Feel something bad is going to happen. They may not know Holy Ghost, but maybe God is trying to move things around them to point them to something, right? So that that's possible. So a soul can pick things in the spirit. Amen. So the soul is what receives. Life instructions. Amen. Amen. The soul is what what? Life instruction. Now the way and the way God designed the soul to grow is look at the glory and then take it. Look at the glory, then develop the image needed to carry that glory. A typical example of what that would look like in the natural is you, you see a glory of becoming an engineer. Right? Or you see a glory of becoming a nurse. Or you see a glory of becoming the first female president. Thank you. The first female president and the first female vice president. Not these days, all these first female, first female things everywhere. First female is a glory this day, so. First lady too, first lady too. In short, they'll see, they'll put it in capital. 
You see it, right? Now, everything you do to now pursue after that thing is your process of creating the image. Right? So, typically, like, like I said, if you want to become an engineer now, you have to go to school, then you take courses. Now, now what, what the school is trying to do to you is create an image of an engineer. Now, what that image of an engineer look like is not you going and creating engines. Right? Now, what that image of an engineer looks like is they give you skills that you can use to function as an engineer. That is the image that the glory of the engineer will rest upon. Imagine as an engineer, you don't know how to to write what's the most what's the simplest engineering thing anybody can do? Eh? That's even that's even worse. I mean, I don't even need to be an engineer to to be able to write your name. <laughs> Amen. You know, I mean, I mean, something, something like that you can relate as an engineer. I mean, engineer should be able to, let's just say, solve problem, right? And as an engineer, you don't know how to solve problem. I mean, the reason why they teach you math is not because math is. Math is one, I mean, math is required, but the reason for math is so that you can solve problems. Okay, know how to solve problems. Now, the, 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 the math they'll teach you in the university looks nothing like what you deal with when you're actually practicing. Right? Now, it's because when they teach you math in school, what they'll teach you is how to do length times breadth. Right? They teach you how to do uh, calculate the circumference of a circle, right? Mm-hmm. But if they not tell you now that create uh, come and calculate the volume of this guitar, mm-hmm. see the shape, the way it looks like. Does it look like square? Does it? That thing looks nothing like square. Mm-hmm. But you can, if if you look at it well, you can cut square out of that. You can add a circle to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> So you can, you can get a rectangle out of that. It means there's a way you can combine all the skills that you were taught to actually solve problems. So that what they are giving you is the engineering image by teaching you all the courses, all the training. By the time you now grad, when you now finish school and you now collect that certificate, what you are telling the world is, I have the image of this profession. That's not the glory. Right? The glory is now what you now attach to it. Right? I am this, I'm the engineer, and then I'm, I'm the best engineer in town. But you can't be the best if you're not an engineer in the first place. Right? So then you can attach glory to things. Right? And it is always the glory that gives men the reason to pursue after. 
if you don't if you don't see the if you don't see glory in something that you are going after, you most likely won't pursue it. Right? Yes. But once you see the glory in in something, then it becomes easier to go after it. Amen. Amen. So you see, it says here that we with open face, building as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Amen. See, as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, the Spirit of the Lord is different from the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit can manifest as the Spirit of the Lord. Does that make sense? Okay, let me explain. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord is not Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit can manifest as the Spirit of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. The Spirit of the Lord. Ah, that's why this is. A, I say I was going to talk about growth, so we are going to get. We are going to get there, anyways. <laughs> Amen. Um. What I'm trying to show is. There is growth in there is there is growth that you come into that the behavior of the Holy Spirit will change towards you. Now the Spirit of the Lord is Holy Ghost that is teaching a doctrine. Now, what the Spirit of the Lord does is to reveal the Lord. Because the Lord is not accessible to a newborn believer. For a, for a believer to know the Lord, I mean, I guess when you say to know the Lord, you know, of course, when we get again, we say, now, nah, do you know the Lord? Yes, I know the Lord. Right? Because, of course, we've used that thing. I mean, but when you get born again, it's not the Lord that you know. When you get born again, what you know is Holy Spirit. Right? Now, the Lord is, the Lord is higher in understanding and higher in doctrine. The reason, the, the reason for giving you the Holy Spirit is so that Holy Spirit can increase inside you and keep increasing and keep increasing inside until you are full of the Spirit. When you are full of the Spirit, then Holy Spirit, right, will now show you his wings to get you ready to fly. Amen. Holy okay now, I mean, when I say Holy Spirit, okay, I'm joining somewhere. 
When I say Holy Spirit, I was, I was going to say Holy Spirit with wings. When I say Holy Spirit with wings, don't picture an angel. <laughs> don't, don't picture maybe a human being that has wings and is flying. Right? Think about you coming into a dealing that is flight in nature. And you know what flight is meant to do is to take you up. Right. Now, Holy Spirit, when dealing with you and relating with you when you just get born again, will start giving you his wine, right? Which would cause you to fall in love with him and then desire more. Now, when that is happening to you, Holy Spirit will not begin to cause breakthroughs to happen inside you. Now, the reason for breakthrough is to break walls, right? And then cause space to be opened up inside you, right? Dig your well. It's like digging a well inside you so that heaven can pour inside you. Amen. Amen. Now, this thing I'm saying now is is something that lovers experience. If you are not a lover, when I say lover, I mean love the things of God. You won't you won't experience this change. I mean, what will happen is you'll be like everybody. Uh, you know, when I say everybody, I mean, okay, maybe let me just talk so that because I'm 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 trying not to digress too much. You just be like everybody, everybody going. Uh, you know, you know the only di- the, the only difference between a newborn believer and an unbeliever is the fact that you are facing a different direction. The only difference between a newborn believer and a non-believer is that you are facing a different direction by on the same spot. You see, I have access to the knowledge a non-believer has. You see, I have the way of an unbeliever. Right? The way of an unbeliever. When I say the way of an unbeliever, does not necessarily, you know, it's not every unbeliever that go, that party, goes to club, you no, know, do all kinds of evil, evil, evil things. No, right? Mm. <laughs> now, because you now, you now wonder, okay, so what's the, what's the difference between an unbeliever and a newborn believer? Right? The difference there is the recreated spirit. And partially a renewed soul. But not fully renewed. Now when when you talk about a partially renewed soul, think about all the information in the soul is all the ways of life that is written, spoken and unspoken within the soul. Now, Things about your judgment about what is good. Things about your judgment about what is bad. Now, which mostly sometimes is influenced by culture. Right? Not necessarily Bible. Or influenced by... No. You know, you know demons have been teaching men since. Now, the, the highest work of devil, eh, of demons... Well, that's just, okay, the highest work of spirit... Let me not use the word demon. The highest work of spirit is not... Showing and saying, yes, I am a demon. I will eat you alive. No, that's not the highest work. The highest work of spirit 
is to teach men how to live carnally. Right? How to teach men how to live their life with vanity. The spirit that spirit teach men how to use vanity and see vanity as life. No, no, I think there's a time we're talking about vanity. No, what vanity means is emptiness that means something. I say vain, van, vanity, vanity. When you check vanity is something that when you take it, you look at it, there's exactly nothing there. It's like void, emptiness. But when you give it to a carnal man, he will look at it and be like, wow, there's a whole lot here. Uh-uh. There's house here, there's children here, uh-uh. there's car here, there's profession here, there's all, all kinds of things. There's, I passed my neighbor here. And when he's saying all that, one thing that, the, that is not usually, usually seen is there's envy here, there's jealousy here, there's strife here, there's there's evil intention here. Right? There, they, they, they won't see that there is backbiting there. They won't, they, they, you, you usually don't see all those things. But what, what you usually see? Just natural things. Oh, what's wrong with having a car? Okay, well, there's nothing wrong with having a car, but that car is speaking to somebody. And as somebody is seeing somebody drive that car, somebody is getting jealous somewhere. Somebody is getting angry. Right? And the most unseen thing, well, not, not the most, I mean, one of, one, of, one of the things that we don't usually see, right, is when you have a sense of right, and somebody steps on it. There's a way our soul reacts to it. We don't, we don't see how we react in vanity. We don't see it. Right? Because there's, there's no, vanity leads to flesh. But that time when you're like, don't put that cup there. What's there now? Put it there now. And then you go away. And then as, as the person is looking... When you put that cup there, every time you're putting cup there, I told you not to put that cup there all the time. You're putting that cup there. But we won't, we won't see that the way the heart is reacting to that kind of situation. Imagine maybe you just cup one, then veg, okay. Maybe if vex more, okay, fine, vex more. But let's just say the person does not even vex. Now start, now start adding, adding, adding offense. Today is number one. <laughs> Then the next day, number two, no problem. And then when they when they are seeing that soul, they be like, "Wow, that soul is so gentle." Ha! Huh. See, see, Sister Shade, Sister Shade is very gentle. Until until you've you've got it to number hundred, and Sister Shade decided to tell you who Sister Shade looks like. When you get to hundred, not everybody has a number. <laughs> eh? Some is fifty, some is twenty, some is one. Eh, you don't even wait. Everybody get number. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. 
Is it some zero? Time has gone. Time has gone. I'll soon start rounding off. Today, sister, seven thirty, eight thirty. Ah, wow. By nine thirty, that would be three hours already. Okay. Let me try. Let me try and and split things up a bit. Amen. Amen. So we don't see all these things there, but all these natures are things that spirit thought men. Abi, or teach men. Every single day, spirit are teaching. They keep teaching, and they continue teaching, right? Anybody that says that uh, they are outside the influence of a spirit, you are joking. Yeah, you are what? Joking. You have a joke. You're a joker. <laughs> and that's because the soul is not designed, right, to have no... I mean, the way the soul is designed is it's, it's to constantly interact with the spirit. Now, when we get born again, there's a whole lot of things that God is doing. And which is why growth is important. But because of lack of light, we don't have access to understanding, so it becomes a whole lot difficult to grow, right? Now, when we get born again, what we know initially is half-truth. When I say half-truth, means we get born again, but we know that we, our, all the truth we know is about the spirit. Our spirit is fully renewed, born again. Our spirit has the image, but our soul doesn't. And our body, our body does not. What God wants is to bring the spirit, soul, and body into the same state. Now, the way you give things to a spirit is different from the way you give things to a man. Now, when you say man, think about soul. So, the, thing, the work done in the spirit is faster than the work done in the soul. The soul needs to catch up. Now, it's like, it's like they put the information of, of getting to image inside the spirit. So when you're, when you're you, know, you know sometimes when you're born again, when you're born again and you do something sometimes, I can't remember, I think it was Sunday, 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 Sunday school, Pastor TJ was so funny, he was talking about, you know sometimes when you do something, and then the moment you do it, your spirit will come out, ah, ah, see, see this man, I am not there, <laughs> I am not there, what's this one, I, I don't know what this information is coming from. Then we talk to your angel. See him, see what he's doing. Right? Mm. Now, your spirit has a different life. Mm. A different knowledge from what your soul knows. So when we get born again, what God wants to do is to build us up, give us what we need, right? And then put us in a path of growth. Amen. Amen. Now, fat male two feet. Now, the part of growth that they put us to is what we call the part of righteousness. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, right? He, what, he leadeth me in the part of righteousness. I'm jumping on in case, in case, in case you are wondering. <laughs> or you don't want me to jump. Okay, read it. Psalm 23, did somebody help me read it? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
maybe lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters, restores my soul, leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's the part. Of, it's literally the part of righteousness is where I'm going. Amen. So, it leads. It leads me, or it leads me in the path of righteousness. Now, before before we get there, you notice earlier started with what the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now that I shall not want is not talking about you not wanting food. I mean, for the longest time, that's what we use it for. That's what we use that passage. I mean, every single day, I read this now. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The moment, the moment I think about that want, I'm thinking about bread that we eat. I'm thinking about rice and stew. Honestly, every time I read that passage, that's, that's what I see. To some degree, it is true. But when you, when you look at God's view, because of course it's light that is making us think that way. When you look at God, God is looking at uh, what I'm giving you something. What I want to give you is not bread because men shall not live by bread alone. Right? If men shall not live by bread alone, then what I'm giving you is, should not be tied to your bread alone. Right? So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. So when you say, thank God, the Lord, Abby, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. <laughs> now, that, that one is, is, is doing me somewhere. Now, when the, when, when the Lord is your shepherd, right, what you are learning at that time is different from when the Holy Ghost is your shepherd. Is that, is, is that making sense? Mm-hmm. Now, I hope I will get to the Lord, this Lord thing, and explain it. But I'm as gone, so I'll, I'll try and squeeze it, and then if we continue, we'll continue. Amen. Amen. So he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Um, and here, your want here is a, is a constant, there's something your soul wants. Which, without the Lord, you will want. Or you would lack. Let me use that word. Without the, the, the Lord is a supply of need. Right? Now, but what the Lord wants to supply you is your need for God. Right? Now, when I say your need for God... You know that word, your need for God, it seems, I don't know, maybe it's only me that is thinking that way. It seems very, what's that? It seems very need for God. Okay, why do I need God? Why? 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 What is the need for God? What would be need for God? You know, what is that thing? Right? But honestly, that's what man is created for. Adam was in need for God. Right? Now, the reason for to need God, right, is so that God can supply. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace. Right? The time you come boldly before the throne of grace is the time of need, 
right? So it's, it's the needy that get a supply, right? If you are not in need, if you are not in need, God won't, God won't answer you. God won't give you. But your heart, need to, your soul need to hunger and test for righteousness. Need to hunger and test for God. When you are hungry, eh? when you are testing for righteousness, what you are saying is, I want God. I wish, I don't know, I mean, I wish many hearts will really, really say, I want God. How many, how many souls want God today? When you ask him, do you really want God? Like, uh, what, does that, what does that mean? If you just randomly go on the street, do you want God? What do you mean? I don't need him. Especially in this land. This land has one kind of peace like that. Every peace in this land is to remove the need for God. I don't think so. Where science, I mean, science has journeyed to, to a place now, now, that science itself is questioning itself. What is the question is, you know, today now, before we have, you know, before, you know, how many of us that we don't have science anymore? Or you think we still have science? Eh? How many believe we still have science? Honestly, we don't have any science anymore. <laughs> what we have are ideologists. Eh? Just, imagine somebody that is not a doctor and is coming and is telling you, LGBT, you know, the way they feel is something medical. I'm like, I want to say medical means you can be, a doctor will be telling you you can be born LGBT. You can be born trans, you can be born gay. Right? And then you have all kinds of arguments in, I mean, there's still legit scientists though, right? I'm just saying that the way they push things into the world these days, They've, it's like they've removed all the law of science. Everything is political. Everything is ideas. Oh, yeah, come. We want, to, we want to push forth an idea in the, idea in the world. Oh, yeah, come and let's talk. We'll, we'll tell you it's the science behind it. I mean, this, a guy, feeling like a gay, is, 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 the, is the number one thing. Science should tell you that. What's the proof? I mean, feeling, I mean, it's just chemical now. That's not you. It's just chemical in your body that's feeling one way. Is it not chemical? Mm. I mean, you are not you are not you are not born. Now, what tell what what tells us you are a girl or you're a guy, right? Is what they determine in that what's got uh what's it, the sex of a child? The features, the features biology. Biology by bio, by nature dictates who you are. Mm-hmm. By nature. You are this, you are that. But now, you're not telling everybody, I feel this way, therefore, I am this. Mm. Mm. Ah, doesn't make sense now. In short, everybody, everybody that thief, that is, that's a thief, <laughs> should go and argue now that they felt like stealing. Therefore, they should not judge them. I mean, don't judge me. I'm, I felt like stealing, so I'm a I don't know the name I will give to that one. I know there's klepto, but that one. Maybe I, I, I'm a klepto. So therefore you can't. So they, they will not say LGBTC. You put your one. You put your own there. That's just feel like 
Eh. Even sure, serial killers will start saying that they. Eh? Yeah. Modaji. <laughs> but you know the science for that, child. Yeah? Yeah. They tell you that those uh, <coughs> serial killers that they have um, uh, serial killer gene, the mother gene. I forgot the show, Riverdale. There's, there's, there's a family there that they, are, they, are, they, are, they have an issue of killers. Their father was a serial killer. So they said they found the gene in, this, in, in one of the daughters. And they're one of the sons. Right? I mean, for, I mean that one, if they said they found it there, me, I can tell you that perhaps. Satan <laughs> so so wrote their nature. I mean, if, if they can detect. If they, I can tell you, they look for the reason why somebody lie, they will find it in their gene. Anything you do, if they look for it, they will find it there. They just trace one thing, one thing, one thing. Why? Because your life is in your DNA. Abi, your DNA talks talks about everything about you. Your DNA pretty much is the archive of your person. So, if you want to look for why does this person like lying? If, if somebody just just can't stop lying, I'm pretty sure if they look for if they, if science know what to look for, they'll find it there. In short, they, they check for everything bad for everybody in this. Uh, they'll find what is one thing there, and that's what God is. God, you know, God is wants to rewrite DNA. God can rewrite your DNA. And you will erase nature's desires. And they put is in there. The reason why a soul should desire God is because that soul will become a house for God. Now, what God wants to supply to the soul are things for building, to build that soul enough so that that soul can become a house for God. So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Then what did he do? In green pastures. Eh? It, it will make you lie down in green pastures. Then it will lead you beside still water. For what purpose? For the restoration of your soul. It restores my soul. I don't have time, so I'm trying to rush. So those two things lead to restoration of soul. Now, the purpose, the, the purpose of the Lord right, is to get you to a point where your soul is restored. You know, when you get born again, born again, a soul is not fully restored. Right? When you get born again, that's why you see people that are born again, and sometimes they can't help but lie. Sometimes they can't help but fornicate. So they can't help but, but uh, commit adultery. Sometimes they can't help but, what else? They can't get help but get angry. Right? Or an, an, an addict. Can get born again today, and sometimes the addiction doesn't go. Sometimes they have to work on it, and then. So you'll be wondering, okay, if if getting born again, getting born again, right? There's a lot of things God can erase in that instant because part of your soul is renewed, but not fully. That is why you can't erase that that thing you love. 
before you get born again. There's something, you know, there's something, you know, there's something a soul would just love doing. Maybe you are the person that likes slapping. <laughs> if somebody offended you, I mean, before you do it, what's, what's the problem? When you get born again, you notice that the desire to slap does, <laughs> does not go away. Maybe you are about to do like this, ah! And then you stop. <laughs> so you are slapping, slapping this. And if you don't think it's possible, I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure that some people they like, they like slap. Like a day, I don't, I don't know that. Who knows what? Who knows a day? You know a day. A day's father likes to slap a day. <laughs> I forgot that uh, that handle. Chris Cloud. Chris Cloud. You know, any small thing. <laughs> The, the fourth answer. Yeah. So maybe maybe you, maybe before you used to give like two, but you're now born again. You give you've given one. You're about to give the second one. The Holy Ghost remind you, ah ah, don't do that. Then perhaps maybe maybe you are the elderly person then, and you don't you don't want to say sorry. Yeah. So so I'm, I've been telling you, I will slap you again. Oh. Okay, bro, but you know that you're supposed to say sorry. You say sorry. <laughs> you just you know just erase it and then. Eh? What God wants to get, just to give an idea, what God wants to get us to is the point whereby things will happen. Eh? That slap will not happen at all. Eh? A different reaction. Now, just using that to explain the restoration of the soul, because there are things embedded in the soul that needs to be erased, eradicated, rewritten. A different knowledge to create a different response. Amen. So when we get born again, um, we go through the dealings of the Holy Spirit whereby God baptizes us with spirit and with fire. Right? Mm-hmm. The reason for Holy Ghost is to be baptized with spirit. Time is going. I would say open is in Matthew. Open Matthew 3, read it. Perhaps maybe on Saturday. I don't know if we'll be able to continue from here. But I'm I'm targeting 9:30. I ought to stop. Amen. So, Holy Ghost wants to baptize us with spirit, or God wants to baptize us with spirit and with fire. Now, the reason for that is to get us prepared for the journey ahead of us. Now, when you are baptized with spirit and with fire, right, you are, you are linking the Lord. Amen. So, the Lord, when you, when you hear of the Lord, think about a teacher. Amen. Now, what the Lord do is mm. What the Lord do is the Lord teaches you Christ. Amen. The Lord what teaches you Christ. So the Lord, how the Lord teaches you Christ is he begins to open up Christ to you. Not that same Jesus we know. Eh? 
inside him is, is all kinds of work you don't know. Okay, and the kind of work inside him is what made him the kind of man he is. Or you don't want to, you don't want to know what made a man. So, say for all of you, I want to go on the cross and die. Abby? There is a work inside him. There's something God, what's a rot? God created in him. So there's the person and there's the work inside him. Most of us, what we know when we know Jesus is we know him as a person. But we don't know what is inside him. So we know Jesus that we got born again. Do you believe in Jesus? I believe. So we know that Jesus. But we don't know what make Jesus, Jesus. Does that make sense? It's not just, you know, you know it's very easy to say, it's not just a person, oh, Jesus came, died for you. But he didn't just come, die for you and disappear. There are things that, is, that was written inside him that got him to the point where he could die. Right? Then that got him to the point where somebody beside him or some, somebody down took his side. Eh? They were all you know, lashing him. He said, just said to them, Father, forgive them for they know what they do. You think it's, that, it's just that nice? He's just a nice guy. Let me just, let, let me just, I, I, I'm not hanging you. Let me just put arrow and you know, choke your side. And let me see how you react. <laughs> eh? or, or you didn't think there's something mysterious about that nature? That give that kind of response. Now, for a man to be like that, there's something rot inside him. Or let me use the word that Ephesians chapter 1 used. Can somebody quickly open Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1 verse 17. So we give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. What the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the what? Knowledge of him. So when you talk about the Lord, it talks about knowledge. Now, see that person called Jesus Christ. There's a work inside him called Christ. So that's what, when you hear Christ, that's what is referred to most of the time. Right? There's, there's a work rot inside him. So, when you hear Christ, it may not necessarily be the person that is being spoken of. Christ is the work. Right? That you and I can learn and become. Which would make us like Jesus Christ. So, when you want to be like Jesus Christ, he's not trying... To open Bible and see what he did. Oh, Jesus fed nine um, five thousand uh, with two loaves and you know, five fishes. Eh? And you want to do that, right? It's not looking and see. Oh, what did Jesus? Jesus everywhere he went. If you want to read Jesus, all you see is he was healing. 
right? You see me when you read about the Bible and you read about him, right? And you try to say, okay, you want to be like Jesus. You go about doing good. And you just say, okay, I want to be like Jesus. Let me go about doing good. You really won't be like Jesus. Because there are many people that do good. Both believers and unbelievers. So what makes you like Jesus? It's not just about doing good. It's not just about, okay, I'm a nice person, I'm a good person. It's that there's something inside Jesus, right, that is different from those things you are seeing outside. If you really, really want to be like Jesus, you need to pay attention to the things he was saying more than the things he was doing. Now, if you now look at the things he was saying more, right? Because you notice, part of the thing he was saying was that, believe me for the work's sake. Right? In John, he's just telling them, okay, I know what is really important is what I am saying. But you don't believe what I am saying. And trust me, what Jesus was saying is not repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Right? Just not saying, come, come, believe in me. If you believe in me, you will never die. Right? Although there's a time we were talking about that when I was about to raise up Lazarus, right? But I'm using that just to explain, you know, when people are preached to, what they'll say is, do you, ah, see, just give your life to Jesus and then, you know, sort everything out, right? So if it's just about that, Jesus would have said, give your life to me. While he was, right? Why do you even need to die? If, if it's just about what he was saying, which means there's a lot to what he was saying and how what he was saying is connected to the cross, connected to his death, connected to him coming alive again, being resurrected. Now, connected to him going to heaven the moment he was resurrected. Spilling his blood in the altar in heaven, then coming back down. Or we thought it was when, you know, the cloud took him that that was when he went to heaven. Mm-hmm. No, when he rose up from the day, first of all, the first place he went to was there. Mm-hmm. He went straight into the temple in the heaven. Mm-hmm. He he did he offered a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Bob, I'm ending now. He offered a sacrifice, right? Came back down. Then he now started talking to the disciples about the Holy Ghost. Right? Then I started telling them, okay, the reason why I need to give you Holy Ghost is that there are things I still need, in my state, there are things I still need to say to you. But you cannot bear them. Meaning you can't hear them. You can't. Now that bear them talks about understanding them, talks about actually hearing them with, with, with the same intensity from where he's picking them from. Right? So Jesus needed to now give Holy Ghost so that Holy Ghost can prepare us to the point where we, not, we can now start hearing Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus Christ that died right now is still speaking. Right? He's still speaking. And he's still speaking right now. And there are things he's saying. Amen. Part of what he's saying is for your daily bread. Right? Give us this day our daily bread. You know, part of that what we're reading. So part of what he's saying is to give us this day 
So Christ is still speaking right now. But you need to be able to hear him. Now, to be able to hear him, you need a developed spirit and a developed soul. Right? You can't just you can't just hear him with the falling soul. The soul the, 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 the falling soul needs to be developed. Right? Take it from where it has that soul that fell kept falling. That soul that fell is almost like a beast. Now imagine trying to rewrite the beastly nature. Right? I mean, you look at the day we are in right now. Are you seeing how men behave? That is what you. That's what they, what we are journeying into. Most like, if you look at us now, men, honestly, we are we are close to an animal. Yeah? We are close to a beast. It's true. It's a beast that behaves the way we are behaving these days. So say, just just check everybody. Check the way men, the way men think, the way men go. It's it's almost beastly. So when you are thinking in the book of Revelation and a beast came and a beast came and you are thinking is one dragon. Wow. Eh? Satan is a dragon. He's a beast. Right? But it's not it's not, you know it's not a Juju Calabar. Honestly, all those all those horror movies they used to do, they say this is Satan. Lie! Satan, fine, die! Wow. You know how pretty that guy is? Satan's ugly, when you see Satan, you will if if you don't if if you don't have Christ, honestly you want to kiss him. Yeah. So many people you know the way they, they, they you've seen movie I think you see Satan, it's one one guy with one two horns. And then one I I, I used to do the crazy image where you see one long face with two horns and then you become uh, and then a tail. See all those images with the tail and it's just the beastly nature. They are showing it's a nature. But when you see him, say sometimes Satan also often appears as an angel of light. Sometimes when you see Satan, Satan can appear to you like an angel and say, I'm an angel. Do you know, do you know how they describe Satan? He said, Thou. Ezekiel 28, after I read it, it says, You are what? Perfect in beauty. A guy that they say is perfect in beauty. Honestly, he's not. Satan, Satan is not a demon who, that is you know, chasing you. <laughs> Satan is telling you, come, let us reason together. Let's talk. Let's gist. He's like your friend. Ah, he's a big boy. <laughs> eh? I remember mean, well, I said that thing on WhatsApp. I don't know if you said that If you don't, you say you're a big boy, you're a big girl. If you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. I can't remember that. <laughs> eh? Say, say you be big boy. I can't remember that. I wish I remember that thing. It was so funny. It's a choir singing. Eh? <laughs> say, say you say you be big boy. Say you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. Now, what Satan is doing is beastly in nature. And it is very, very hidden. It's not, vi- it's not something visible to you. It's not something by our nature we have intelligence and wisdom to discern. Why? If, if an angel, right, in his fallen state, you know, is a high, high spirit with high wisdom. 
He's not, he's not trying to kill me. Do you think he will give him the same wisdom he has? No. He will first of all kill the wisdom he has and then make him more dumb spiritually. So the work Satan has been doing upon souls over generations is to make men dumb. Now, the, the generative state of making men dumb is to now give them to dumb idols. So in, in the book of uh, Corinthians, right? First Corinthians chapter 12 says, Ye are I'll read it first one quickly, quickly, just quickly. Because <laughs> I know some people are already looking at me. It says, Now concerning spiritual gift, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. So you were, you were, you were, you were carried away unto these dumb idols. So evil spirit, demons, that are very low. Demons, the lowest form of spirit, evil spirit, oh. They began to teach men. And what they do is they now carry them. Imagine a demon as low as it is. Now say, okay, you, man, come. Come and be believing that this, this stick, this sigidi, we call it sigidi, this, this, uh, this uh, masquerade is a god. So, and when the man is worshipping the, the masquerade, the demon will not be, <laughs> be giving them some sort of, they believe, imagine Fools. They, th- they, they think that, that that's what is giving them cow, house. That's how they behave. Now, you can see their, their intent is to make men dumb. So when you see men just going after you know, all those rituals, all those nonsense, is, is, is speaking of the activities of evil spirit. Hmm? Trying to make men dumb. Now, that dumbness is in different stages, right? So when you see people giving themselves to idols, you think because you, you are not doing it, maybe you are safe. Not necessarily. That's a, that's a form, right? Now, evil spirit, they have, they, have, they, have, they, have, they have levels. Let me put it that way. They get level. They get class. Eh? So, demons are agbirus. Right? Then you have, you know, in the Nigerian politi- politics, yeah. you know, the, re- the rich politician that, see that calculated, well arranged, you know, nice looking, you know, talking English, like, oh, hello, everybody. He's one sponsoring all those thugs that is discussing problem. Right? Now, so the same way, see that the way they arrange it. If you know it, I know somebody here knows about, you know, Nigeria does not like Nigeria because of that. Uh, that arrangement. <laughs> it's just a joke. But I mean, it 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 he knows this so he can he can you know just imagine how those things look like. Right? So you have the big boys that look clean, clean shaven. Yeah? They're the one that will tell you we will give you roads, you know, we'll build houses, you no, know, don't worry, just vote for us. Then they know that you may not vote for them. So they hire thugs to go and rig. <laughs> so in the spirit, you have those wise ones which hires demons to go and carry men to dumb idols. Right? Now, the reason, you know, in this verse, let me quickly move forward. You know, notice that in this verse, it's okay, concerning spiritual gift. 
right? Or concerning spiritual. Now, when it's concerning spiritual, the gift there is italic, so it's just an addition. But what is important there is concerning spiritual, meaning if you think about being spiritual, say I will not have you ignorant. Now, when you not think about spiritual, it's not talking. It's not just talking about spiritual gifts like seeing visions, speaking in tongues, uh, you know, giving tongues and interpretations, right? It's talking about just being spiritual or tend to be spiritual, right? Now, where they want to get you is to be spiritual. A spiritual man is a man in the course of the Lord. When the, when the Lord teaches a soul, what he wants to make that soul is a spiritual man. There's a man in the spirit called spiritual man. It is not what you think which is going to pray going to pray five days non-stop. Fast. Fast 30, 3, 4 days. Fast 40 days and 40 nights. I mean, I'm not saying any of that is bad though. I mean, there's nothing wrong with fasting and praying. Right, but what we attach to being spiritual are those activities. Go to church, pray, fast, bury your head. Yes, yes, shake, 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 shake. That's not what it means to be spiritual. When you want to talk about being spiritual, it talks about your nature. So where, where, you are, where everyone is going is nature. It's, it's, it's also said that makes us think all these things. Is what it means to be spiritual. And I was tying this being spiritual. I was trying to explain what it means to be spiritual. Which is why I went to Ecclesiastes 12. It says this is the whole duty of man. Say fear God. Right? And obey his commandment. Now it is not easy to fear God. And obey his command. Those two things is not something anybody can just come and sit down and say, I want to do. Ah, I fear God. Do. Now, sitting down here and saying, ah, I fear God, do, does not mean you fear God. You don't, you actually, right? In that state, you don't actually fear God. Now, what will make you fear God is a knowledge. Which, if you are not spiritual, you can't learn. Does that make sense? You have to be spiritual to learn the knowledge that will get you to the point where you fear God. By the time you get to the point you f- that you are fearing God, you are not going to be, hey, God, I fear you. In short, at that time, you will so much fall in love with him. God, I love you. That's what fear would translate to be. Now, to obey God's commandment is not something a layman can do. Obey God's commandment is, is not stop lying. You know that, right? Now, in a way, you can relate stop lying to obeying God's commandment. Okay, God said we should not lie. Let me stop lying. That's, that, that's, that's what Holy Spirit is. When you start, that's what he will teach you. God says you should not do it. Don't do it. By the time you are full of the spirit, right? You are not now this dumbness that is in the mind, right? And to quickly mention what dumbness means, dumbness is let me say 
Envy is part of dumbness. Envy is part of dumbness. But you won't know. Jealousy is part of dumbness. And then, I don't know, I don't know, I'm sorry, but I'll just say this. I don't know the English for it, but I think there's something in, I, I'm, I, I know some Yoruba people that can help me here. Maybe Bruce Jay can help me. I think he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a he's, he knows Yoruba Jele. Hey, I know. <laughs> you see, there's, no, what, what, do you, what do they call it? Ifeku Feaye? Was it you have the. <laughs> so the, when you heard that, the cookie just did like this. He had said, No, that was hard. And, ah, it's love of the world. But there's. there's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a is. What is iniquity? Eh? It's not iniquity. It's iniquity. Maybe it's iniquity in the word. Is lost of something. It's, it's like lusting after the world. That's your twin right there. <laughs> yeah? It's like it's like lust of the world. But that's not how English Bible put it. Hey! Why am I why am I not remembering this thing? But anyway, those are things, right? That make us dumb. So for God to heal that dumbness, God needs to make us spiritual. Right? And that's why he gave the spirit, gave gifts of the spirit, so that he can begin to heal that dumbness. So Now, opposite of dumbness is to be wise. Right? Now, he will not begin to teach us wisdom. Small, 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 small. We are not we are not we are not we are not really dealing with wisdom wisdom. But you know now, but that's only the closest word I can use for it. When we get born again, what Holy Ghost is trying to do is to heal that dumbness by making us a little bit tend towards wisdom, facing the direction of wisdom to be wise. But we are not yet wise. So let me move forward and then that's it. Sorry guys, I thought I would end, but then I spent 15 minutes also. But anyways. The next one, two, three, four, four minutes. I'm done. I close my Bible. Amen. Amen. So God wants to heal the dumbness, and then He gave us the Holy Spirit. So in the book of Matthew twenty-six or twenty-seven, I can't remember. I think it's twenty-seven. When it says, "Go ye therefore and teach all nations, right, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son." And of the Holy Ghost. Now, that baptism there is talking about an exposure to knowledge in a way. Right? What we what we come into when we get born again is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Right? Which part of it is the baptism, which is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Right? The infilling of the Holy Spirit is a form of baptism. But the baptism here in this verse is talking about a doctrine, a teaching of a doctrine of the Holy Ghost, right? Which is in, in a form a baptism, which inside it includes getting born again, getting filled. The, then it's talking about the doctrine of repentance, the doctrine. Now, repentance from dead works, it's talking about repentance, right? 
which John was teaching, saying, I'm the voice crying in the wilderness, saying, prepare you the way of the Lord. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So there's a teaching of repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Right? So the reason for to repent is because the kingdom of God is at hand. Right? And this kingdom of God is not something you have the moment you get born again. Is that clear? The kingdom of God is something you grow into. I mean, because you're not in the kingdom of God doesn't mean you're a child of Satan. Right? Because when you talk about kingdom, it's talking about a reign. Kingdom. Domain. Dominate. Right? It's talking about a domain or it's talking about a reign. Now, when you talk about kingdom of God, it's talking about the reign of life in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a reign of life. When life reigns. Like in Romans, talk, Romans 6 talks about, because of time I'm not going to open it, talks about by one man death reigned upon all flesh, then by one man life. We have life, right? We shall live even by his life. So you're not talking about a reign of life, which translates to the kingdom of God. If anyone does not have that life reigning, is not yet in the kingdom, or the king, or learning how to reign. Where learning how to reign in life comes from is in the kingdom. Is in the kingdom they start teaching you what you need to do to acquire life, and then reign. Now that reign is when you have acquired so much life. You get to a point where you are reigning in life. Because of so much life that you have acquired. But to get that life, there is a teaching that needs to happen in the soul. Which you begin to learn. When you are fully baptized of the Holy Spirit and you are full of the Spirit. When you are learning Holy Spirit, that, that season is not a season where you learn doctrine most of the time. It's a season where you have breakthroughs. When you have breakthroughs, like, oh, you, you, you know what it means to, to sing in the Spirit. You know what it means to, to learn the Spirit. You know what it means to experience the Holy Ghost. You know what it means to pray. You, know, you, are, you are having breakthroughs. You are having experience. Those things are pushing you towards God. Then, when you are full and you are ready, then Holy Spirit will now open your eyes begin to see the kingdom. When it opens your eyes and you are seeing the kingdom, you can now have strength to enter the kingdom. And that's what John 3 means by, <clears throat> by saying, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Except a man be born of water <clears throat> and of spirit, he cannot enter. Right? So those, those things must happen. So when you get born again, see the kingdom. It's not really talking about when you just say, let me give my life to Christ. So when you are full of the spirit, you're actually getting born again. You don't, you, are not, you don't get born again once. Getting born again is something that happens over and over. You are being, being born again. 
that's Peter. Say being, B-E-I-N-G, right? Which is a present continuous. Say being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible. Right? Then which labor about it? Right. Talking about so to be born again is something that is present continuous. Amen. So this part of the Holy Spirit is full. Then it begins to expose you to the Spirit of the Lord. It is Holy Ghost that has developed in you. Right? It's now Holy Ghost that has grown in you, that has grown wings, is now behaving like the Spirit of the Lord to you. It is no longer Holy Spirit. It is now the Spirit of the Lord. Well, let me put it this, you know, when I say it's the Holy Spirit, I'm talking about the initial beginning of introduction you have to the Holy Spirit. There, there's a more dense, thick Holy Spirit than the one you know that tells you, don't go there, don't go there, take that, don't take that, your key is there. There's, there's now, what, while he's doing that, it's also now telling you things about the kingdom. Is now what what that only what that spirit of the Lord does when Holy Ghost is behaving that way, is he now begins to expose you to his wings, call the seven spirit. When you say the seven spirit of the Lord, no, you'll be hearing seven spirit. Oh, which one seven spirit is one? Now it's not seven. What's happening? It's not just Holy Spirit. Why is it seven? It's the same Holy Spirit, but with wings. Right in Isaiah 11, maybe sometime we'll read it. Isaiah 11 it says, And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom, right? And what spirit, wisdom, and revelation, wisdom, and understanding, right? Counsel and might, knowledge, and fear of the Lord, right. Now, you don't notice in Ephesians, because of time I'm not going to read it, maybe sometimes, maybe Saturday we'll see. In Ephesians, you now see where Paul began to read, the one we read earlier, I pray that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of God, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Right? In the knowledge of Him. So what that one wants to teach you is Him. It's not teaching you how to get things, how to get a house. It's not teaching any of those. It's not beginning to teach you secrets of God. The secret of his life. The secret of his person. What makes him who he is. But it doesn't just give you that knowledge in God form. God, God standard. It first of all gives you Christ standard. Because Christ is the way. The truth and the life. So Christ is the way to God. So that I am the way. He's not just talking about when you get born again, I am then you. He's actually talking about I am actually a way. For you to get to God, you actually have to pass through me. Not that you, not just that you believe on me and say I believe. Mm-mm. You don't just believe. You actually have to pass through me because I am a way. or I am actually the way to the Father. So if you must get there, you must actually, you have to pass through me. And how you pass through me is by learning me. So when, and when, how, how you will learn me is by the Spirit of the Lord revealing himself to you gradually. Right? Now, 
I think that's it. That's it. If I don't stop, I won't stop. <laughs> so I'm stopping. Um, the word we are asking for is lewdness. D. The word, the effect of the word is lewdness. Eh, eh, lewdness. See, I told you, I told you, you found it. See, what, I, what I said is, you are, you, 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 you thought I was joking. If it is me now, if I was more Yoruba, I would give you an English. But say, keyword with lewdness. How many of us have heard that word before? You just, you just Google it, you see it. <laughs> but it's there in scripture too. Hmm? Say ifekufe, lewd, ife, ife, nonsense, love, nonsense. You love nonsense. You know, ah, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. When, when you love nonsense. <laughs> imagine why you say you love nonsense. You know, just imagine what kind of nonsense in your mind. That, loving it, and that's what it means. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to I'm going to put a pause to it. I'm not going to. I mean, how many of us are blessed tonight? Praise the Lord. Let us begin to thank God for tonight. Father, we thank you. Give you all the praise. Give you all the glory. Thank you for your mercy. Jesus, we thank you. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for your word tonight. We say be exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. And I will pray, O oh Lord, even as you have spoken your word, we ask, Father, that you will give grace even to fetch help in these words, even to find your thought and to eat them, meditate on them, and that we might grow thereby. Father, I pray for access in the spirit, for understanding. Father, let understanding be given. Father, let every heart be baptized in your life. Help us to understand. Help us to give ourselves to these things. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' name, we pray. You dwells between the cherubims and for You dwells between the cherubims and